www.rumblingrumors.com presents. I am the cream, yeah, the cream of the crop, and there is no one that does it better. I am the most talented performer in the entire world. And you're about to listen to another edition of Rumbling Reality. All right, this is my version of Ramsey bringing us <laughs> into the show. I am T. Ravesty, T. Ravis Fowler, and who am I working with today? And that is exactly why I do not let him do intros right there. Uh, welcome to Rumbling Reality, episode 22. It's going to be me and Travis today. Sharon is on vacation in Disney World. We'll be having Marquise on later today. Got a special guest for you guys today. That would be a professional wrestler named Sam Stackhouse. He might be a little bit tired because he was in a Royal Rumble. Not Royal Rumble. Uh, Rumble. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. He was in a Battle <laughs> Royal match last night in Texas, so... Hopefully when I call him, he's awake and not too tired. Um, yes, but before we call him, let's get into some wrestling topics, topics this week. And yet people wonder why I don't host when he can't put two sentences together. So. Well, I'm reading my phone messages and talking to you. Let's continue. I really don't want to go, uh, compare anything because I'm Instagramming right now and still talking perfectly straight. But you're not trying to run a show. Big difference. Um, so excuses, Travis, excuses, play like a champion. I'm not a champion. That's exactly. Why I'm the intercontinental champion. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, what's going on in the wrestling world this week, Travis? What do you want to talk about? What's the major thing you're thinking about this week? A major thing I'm thinking about. Well, yeah. if I mean, if we wanted to go there, it wouldn't involve wrestling. Well, but... I mean, it stood out in wrestling. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, the Stone Cold podcast later with uh, Marquise too. We'll save that for Marquise. Yeah, that's perfectly cool by me. Uh, you know, the I guess the big news coming out this week was the um, the first premiere night of Wednesday's Wednesday Night Wars. I guess is just how it is going to be tagged now. We had a uh, Ring of Honor and TNA, of course, uh, one following the other on Destination America. NXT, of course, is picking up steam, and they made a huge announcement on their show this week, too. Lucha Underground kicked off their new season. I have not watched it yet. The only um, Of those four, the only two I have been able to watch is NXT and Impact Wrestling. Um, I've been trying to find somewhere to watch Ring of Honor, and it's just not – I can't find it anywhere. So it's kind of it's kind of irritating, to be honest, because I want to watch it. But, you know, that's what happens when you don't have cable and you got to rely on other sources in order for you to watch your stuff. I mean, I know I know SmackDown's recorded and all that stuff, and a lot of TNA stuff is recorded. But to me, the problem with Lucha Underground, it's not live. It's, like, recorded weeks and it winks in advance. It's almost like recorded like a series is recorded, like on HBO or something. Well, probably not, yeah. it's not that long, but you know what I mean. So, basically, anytime I want to watch Lucha Underground stuff, I've already seen people talk about it and tw- put it on Twitter and mess around. You know, I've already seen everything that happens because it's, like, two, three weeks they record it and they put it on air do you think that hurts them at all or 
No, I mean, a lot of people are under the impression that TV tapings hurt hurt the wrestling product, which, to an extent, okay, I can understand a little bit of where they're coming from, only because of the fact that, especially if you're somebody who reads spoilers, you know, you're going to learn about the outcome and everything before you even get to watch the product, which is the biggest problem with wrestling this day and age anyway, is they can't keep secrets anymore. Man. Um, but that being said, sometimes the spoilers are actually really cool because they'll give you an insight as to whether or not the match was spectacular and you must watch this match because it's so freaking good. Hmm. And then that will still get people to tune in. I That's mean, prime, prime example of that. Mankind. And this, do what? I thought you going to say the mankind example. Well, I mean, you can even, yeah, you can use that as a pure example. I mean, that definitely benefited the WWF back in 99 and look, they haven't looked back since. But um, on top of that, it was uh, the best best example I can give for current products is on TNA. Uh, they have the uh, best of five series going on right now for the tag team titles uh, with uh, the Wolves, which for those of you who are unfamiliar with the Wolves, which I, a lot of indie fans are not unfamiliar with them, that would be Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. They were known as the American Wolves. Uh, in Ring of Honor, I believe is the American Wolves or the American Werewolves, one of the two. I couldn't um, tell you. <laughs> they were also known for a very, very short stint. Um, they were on an episode of NXT back when the Ascension was still on there and Tag Team Champions. They had a tryout match on there, and they were known as the, the, the American Pit Bulls, which um, I thought was kind of stupid because, I mean, there was already there's already been a Pit Bulls tag team. Uh, one in WWE, as a matter of fact, and then another one that was in ECW. So I mean, it was WWE. Like, when was that? Uh, it was a tag team with, coincidentally, Jamie Noble and Kid Cash. They were the uh, they were the Pitbulls, um, huh. which I think the reason they came up with that that Pitbull name was they were both the uh, the cruiserweights. You know, they were both that okay. cruiserweight size, but they were relentless. And Man, I can't recall that though. That's weird. Well, I mean, it, again, it wasn't for like a, an extended amount of time because Kid Cash and Jamie Noble, they were only tag team for like, I don't know, it was like three, four months or so. And then Kid Cash got released from WWE, which to this day I've always thought was an injustice to Kid Cash because he was an amazing performer. Um, but, you know, time time moves on. Everybody moves on. They do happier things, so on and so forth. What's up? Oh, nothing. I was listening to you. I was listening to you. Sorry. Kid Cash, what happened to him? Is he still wrestling? As a matter of fact, I think he actually had his uh, uh, retirement match uh, say, last I heard year. Nothing about him at all. He, uh, I believe, he uh, he announced a formal retirement last last year, and his final show, I believe, uh, was last year. I can't tell you if it was with the Ring of Honor or not, but I do remember reading something about him within a year or so, uh, or within this past year, I should say. Uh, I personally, I liked Kid Cash. Uh, granted, I didn't get to follow his career when he started in ECW, which those of you who are familiar with the ECW product, and you can kind of already guess Kid Cash was the, the name itself was a playoff of Kid Rock um, because back in his younger years, he did look like Kid Rock. He had the long hair. Uh, he was not necessarily as skinny, but he wasn't as jacked as he would later become. Mm. Uh, so he had the sort of Kid Rock build, but he could he flew. He was like a he was a cruiserweight basically, just just that guy that could do impactful moves, but still could fly for a guy his size, and uh, that's how he got noted. Um, he was on ECW for a while. He had a very short stint in WCW right before they were bought out by the WWE, and then he spent the the latter part of his career. He actually spent in TNA. He was actually one of the pioneers for their X division. 
um, along with Jerry Lynn, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels. The, uh, the list can go on and on with the pioneers for the X Division in TNA. Um, but yeah, he uh, he had a very short stint in WWE. I don't think it ever. I don't think it went past a year. Yeah, um, I can't remember. I think. And it Maybe. sucks too because again, I was a Kid Cash fan, but you know that's that's kind of like how it was with the Mexicals too. You know, I was. I, I was a fan of the Mexicals because of the fact that two of their members were WCW guys that I grew up watching. Two cruiserweight WCW guys in Juventud Guerrera and Psychosis. Super Crazy had his following, of course, from ECW. Um, but Juventud Guerrera and Psychosis, they were a team in WCW. So when they came onto the WWE, even though they were given that stupid Mexicals gimmick, I actually bought into it and thought it was funny after a while when they came out on yeah. the Juan Deers. <laughs> And they ended up picking up steam. Like they ended up being uh, fan favorites, uh, even to the point where Hubertu Guerrero became cruiserweight champion for a little bit. And fun fact for you, at Ar- uh, yeah, at Armageddon 2005, I believe it was, uh, Kid Cash and Hubertu Guerrero actually faced off for the cruiserweight title, which is where Hubertu Guerrero's cruiserweight championship reign ended, thanks to Kid Cash. So, uh, and it was a pretty good match, as a matter of fact. I enjoyed it. Um, not a rumor, but actually, did you hear about they're, they're still up in the air about changing Samoa Joe's name? Yeah, which I think would be a complete and total injustice uh, for Samoa Joe. Why would matter. they bring him back as Samoa Joe and then change his name? That makes no sense to me. You're well, already building his name. Well, I mean, yeah, I think I can, I can see it two ways. The way that I see it from WWE, I can see why they would want to change their name because of the, the copyright gimmicks and things like that, you know, because WWE doesn't like anybody to have their indie name or or anything like that. They want something that if that guy left, that they still had the rights to if he became like a huge star. Um, but in the case of Samoa Joe, honestly, I I don't think he should have his name changed. Some people could see it as kind of what happened with Bubba Ray Dudley when he was over in TNA. You know, he was Brother Ray because the the name Bubba Ray was copyrighted by WWE. Um, But he went by Brother Ray. And then when he and Devon finally split and he became this top heel, he changed his name to Bully Ray, which was like a it was a huge risk. You know, you've been known by a certain gimmick and character for umpteen years and you now switch it to Bully Ray. And everybody now knows who Bully Ray is. That's true. You know? So, I mean, it's it can go one of two ways. It can either benefit the guy or it can hurt him. And it depends, I think, on the performer. If they embrace the name change and it's something that they had a part in doing, I think it's a little bit more of a relaxing feel, like Chris Hero. Chris Hero went by the name Cassius Ono. Mm-hmm. But first off, no offense to Muhammad Ali and Cassius Clay. Who in the blue hell would pick the name Cassius to be a ring name? Yeah. I certainly wouldn't. You know it's what just, I mean? It's just not even catchy. It's, it's something that I wouldn't remember because it's too hard to – I don't know. Not hard to pronounce. I don't know. It's well, something it, I just it, don't think of as a wrestler. I think of it as some kind of – Well, know. honestly, it, the, the whole name, with especially with the last name Ono, and I, and I know I'm probably going to sound like I'm freaking racist or here or whatnot, but that sounds like it's a gimmick for a Chinese guy. Cassius Ono, and they give him the knockout symbol like what you see in a in a cart at a comic book cartoon. You know, no, that uh, poor Chris Hero. I mean, he worked with it. He did, yeah. but I mean, I didn't I mean, follow him real well, so I don't know much about. I don't know much too much about him. 
But see, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, Chris Hero, he's one of those guys that I think if he would have had a little bit more input into and he may have, he may have chose a name. And if he did, okay, props to you and whatever. I, I don't necessarily agree with your choice of name yeah, selections. Well, didn't really get you very far, but... No, well, there's other reasons that didn't get him yeah. very far. But you know what? He he still has his independent following, so he's still doing bookings of, and with Ring of Honor on top of that. So, I mean, obviously he ain't doing too bad for himself after WWE. That's true. Well, um, I think Sam Stackhouse might be uh, up next. We're actually going to go to a little break, but there's going to be no break music for you because I didn't record any. So... When we get back, we'll be with Sam Stackhouse, professional wrestler extraordinaire. Bye. Or not, not bye. Be right back. All right. Sam Stackhouse, a.k.a. Big Damn Sam, a.k.a. Silo Sam, a.k.a. One Man Sam, former tag team with Chris Morrison in the Clockwork Click. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How you guys doing? Doing pretty well, my friend. Doing pretty well. Did my research, sir. I see that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he he probably did a little bit more research than what I did, but that doesn't mean I wasn't unfamiliar with you at all. Matter of fact, I actually enjoyed watching a, a match that had you and another guy that I know of that wrestles around here in Tulsa as well, Mr. Tim Rockwell. That yeah, was, yeah. yeah, that was that was a good. I, actually, I thought that was a really good match that y'all put on for the for the Tulsa State Fair. I thought that was actually amazing. <laughs> yeah, we have, me and me and Tim always have a good time. He's one of, he's one of my best friends too. Oh, Tim's Tim's amazing. I, I've personally got to speak with him, talk to him numerous times. Tim's Tim's a straight shooter. I, that guy's freaking awesome. Yeah, I think I think I'm over at his house probably about four or five days out of the week. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That dude, that dude. I tell you what, he's he's actually the guy that uh, allowed me to come and uh, when I help him, when I'm able to help put the ring together for his for his shows, for his independent yep. shows, uh, he allows me to to uh, train for free with 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 the guys. So I appreciate anything he does. All right, Mister Sam. Let's let's talk about you. So what? Um, how long you been wrestling for? What's your main uh, promotion you're with? Hit him with one at a time, dude. <laughs> Well, uh, I started training in I believe it was like March of 2009. Uh, I made my debut in October of 2009. Had my first match in front of people. Nice. Uh, so it's been about five five years. Every six years of this in October. Oh, nice! Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So, being that you're that you're considered an independent wrestler, obviously from everything that I've heard from independent wrestlers working the indie scenes, you got to have some crazy stories in regards to road trips and uh, promoters or promotions or something like that. So right off the bat, I want to I wanna kind of get into some interesting, juicy stuff. What is the craziest story you have thus far of being on the independent scene? Uh, probably get, getting paid with child support money and uh, pizza. <laughs> pizza. That, was, that was pretty fun. Wait, what? What? You were paid with yeah, child there, support money? Yeah, there was a, there was a show, and uh, it, was, it was in Tulsa, actually. And uh, the promoter guy, I don't want to bury him, so I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> Fair but, enough. Uh, uh, we we were doing a show. Uh, it was at some like Mexican nightclub or something at like Admiral and Sheridan, I, I believe. Know exactly where it's uh, at. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> after after the show was over, everybody was hunting him down to get money, and then uh, like I walked up on him, 
And I mean, I knew the dude for a while, so uh, he, he told me he was like, I'm running out of money, I'm dipping, dipping into my child support money, and some other people overheard it. Some other people who are not as I am, so then everybody found out about it. Wow. And he, was, he was trying to hide and stuff. I mean, I mean, it ended up working out for me because I got to hang out with Gangrel that night because he was on the court. And oh, wow. he, got tired of waiting, he got tired of waiting around, so I got, to, I got to take Gangrel back to his hotel room and talk to him for a while, so that was pretty cool. I got to pick his brain a little bit, that was pretty cool, so wow, it worked out cool. for me, but... But uh, yeah, I think that's the that's the craziest promoter thing getting paid with the child, he's dipping into his child support money to pay people because he didn't draw enough. So that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Now, uh, before you had said you did you get did you say you got paid in uh, in CC's or Little Caesars pizza as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was trying. He, yeah, that, when I got paid that night, I got paid forty bucks in child support money, and I got to take home two CC's pizzas. <laughs> I think I would have been. I think I don't know. I think I would have told him. I said, you know what? You can keep the pizza. I'll just go buy a couple with this forty yeah, bucks. Yeah, <laughs> some better pizza too. At least some Mazios or something. Jeez. Oh, I wouldn't um, go Mazios. Maybe Papa John's. <laughs> your so your finishing move. It's uh called the black hole Sam, uh, slam or Sam. Uh, it, it goes back and forth either way. I kind I kind of like. What is your? I kind of like the play of it though, the black hole Sam. I mean, I'm I'm familiar with the maneuver just because Abyss used it in TNA as yep. the black hole slam. So yep. that's that's really cool. I've seen I've seen your videos do. But honestly, Ramsey, I, he, when he was telling me about you uh, last week, he was telling me that you did a moonsault. And when I looked when I looked up that video, bro, I'm I'm gonna tell you up front, you have a lot more guts than I do because. I would not try a black, a black, my God, a black flip, a back flip to save my life. That's racist. A black I flip, know, right? I wish, right? I wish Sharon was on here right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, that, that's impressive, dude. I, I, I gotta say, that is freaking do you, amazing. Do you do that move do that. a lot, or you just do it once in a while for occasions? Uh, well, I mean, I, I've, I've dabbled in doing it for the past few years, but I just said like past probably six or seven months is when I started. I've started using it regularly. Yeah, I mean it's so, it's a hard it was, it's a hard. Yeah, it, I was I was pretty scared too. So it took, it took me a while to to start doing it, but what, I mean, what, man, that's just hardening your body. What got you What got you over that fear, man? Because I, I I tell you what, just any any time I've been to a couple of the training practices, I dread the day that they they're like, okay, we're gonna do moon salts today. Because honestly, I would I think I'd have to be like, no, I I I I, I don't do backflips. <laughs> I would. I mean, well, also, I, I just had to go for it because if you uh, if you see the recording of the match when I first did it, you can uh, hear me scream like you can hear me scream the crowd. I was like, either he's about to die or I'm about to die. And I was, <laughs> like the last time I had done it, I practiced it maybe like two years ago, and I was like, I was like, because I was too scared to practice. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to just practice. I've got to just go for it. Oh, and really? I went, you just and, went for yeah, it, and it worked out. Yeah, it worked out well. And then once I did it the first time, it pretty much broke the fear of it because I was like, man, I was like, I can do this. It's not that bad. And then, now what it's is it? One of, the, one of the things I had to do. I got I gotta ask because I've I've tried watching it numerous times by just watching you know tough enough or whatever the case may be watching people practice it. I, is there is there a secret to it? Is there something that just I mean is it the bounce off the ropes that that helps you do the complete flip or, or is there any secret to it or do you just do you just have to hope and pray that you can do it? I mean that, that's pretty much what I had to do because when. The thing about it, it's, it's just it's basically out of physics for me. Like I don't really I don't really can't explain how I can do the thing, yeah. but because I'm watching slow motion when I jump off the because I do it off the middle rope too. I don't even do it off the top rope. Yeah, which uh, honestly, the I think that's then, more impressive, man. Yeah, middle yeah, middle rope is I'm, harder. 
and, and I slowed it down, and uh, when I jump off that middle rope, by the time I'm jumping off of it, the middle rope is touching the bottom rope. So, God. <laughs> I don't have a lot of space to get it done, yeah. but, but I mean, somehow, somehow I get all the way over. I don't know. Somehow, some way. Uh, yeah, um, applause. <laughs> I was going to ask you a hypothetical question. Um, if you got a call from TNA for a contract for three years, like a, you know, just a regular contract, or if WWE gave you like a developmental like deal, but with no contract, which one would you choose? I mean, obviously, though, everybody's dream is to make WWE. So, I mean, I'd probably have to say I'd take the developmental deal, even if it's not even if it's not a full contract. Cause then, then it'd be on me to get down there and prove what I can do and then get the contract rather than yeah. just take the easy money. Plus, who knows if TNA's going to be around in three years. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> yeah that's true. That, that's sad, but true. Coming from a wrestler, what do you think TNA needs to fix? Because... Uh, we have a writer who wrote about this topic this week about TNA having about like, like five or ten problems. Uh, you know, since you're you know a big wrestling fan, what do you think's missing in TNA that hasn't made it? You know, even close to what WWE is. Well, I, I think where they went wrong is when they tried to bring in all like the old WWE guys, like when they brought in Hogan and all that, and all that, and Bischoff and all that stuff. I think that I think I think they pretty much killed themselves. Then I don't know if they can come back from that because what yeah. they were doing before was pushing all the X division and pushing their yes. guys stuff. It was over. They were getting. I mean, they were doing their pay per views. They were doing. They were doing good stuff. And but, and then they yeah. tried. They tried to. They tried to pick up all WWE traps. And I, I think that's what the problem is. Yeah, I think that has a big I part to too. do with it too. I mean, that's. I've been. A, I've been a TNA fan since I started watching. I first heard about their product in 2004 when they. Yeah. Uh, when their very their very first TV deal, which some people don't recall or remember, this was on Fox Sports of all things, um, but. Ever since then, I've always followed them, and then I followed them even more once they got Sting signed on, just because Sting is my all-time favorite. Um, that being said, what, who was it that inspired you to, to become a wrestler? I mean, who was your be-all, end-all that was like, okay, this is the guy that makes me want to do this, that just you couldn't help but watch and said, that's what I want to do? Man, honestly, not, and I've taken a lot of crap for it, but it's a, it's a, it's the tie between Jeff Hardy and The Rock. When I Hell here. yeah, look at that. So, <laughs> my favorite. Oh, Jeff Hardy, yeah. my favorite guy. Oh yeah, we talked about this. Jeff Hardy, what? What? A, obviously, The Rock with his charismatic promos, I'm sure, had a lot to do with it and his athleticism. But what was it about Jeff Hardy that made you just be like, man, this? I got to do this. Well, I think I was, I think I was probably like nine or ten, or maybe, 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 maybe. I was, I was about nine or ten or something when he did, when he did that whole jumping off the ladder, and they did, they had that table match at Mania and stuff. And yeah. my brother was there, so I was watching it and. Um, I mean, that's, that's about the time I started getting exposed to wrestling because I'm not one of those that's been watching since I was like two and all that stuff. I started when I was, you know, about nine or ten. Um, that's still pretty I mean, that's young. Just, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I, th I think the first pay-per-view I ever actually watched was an ECW pay-per-view. Really? I remember, I remember Rod Van Dam and Sabu. Nice. And that was probably like, the first actual pay-per-view that I watched. But then, um, yeah, once I saw Hardy doing all the flips and stuff, I was like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> that is freaking awesome, dude. Um as Don't like, mean to. Oh, sorry. Oh, I I had another question just out of curiosity. Oh, yeah, uh, being being obviously Sam that. Do, please don't take any of this with disrespect whatsoever because it's never meant to be that way. But with guys like Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, now they're finally starting to break barriers within the WWE because they are quote unquote not the uh, prototype for a WWE. What superstar. bigger guys like me and Sam? What's wrong with us? I, that's 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 part of this question, Ramsey. Shut up. 
but my question to you, brother, is there? Uh, <laughs> do you uh, personally? Do you uh, do you think they are breaking down those doors for guys that are about your size or so, or even bigger, that are like just not, not looked like not at as they're, they're, yeah, they're not warrior guys. Right, they're not taken. They're not taken seriously because of their their physique. Yeah. But yet, I mean, guys like you doing moonsaults off the middle rope oh, yeah. that that yeah. goes that goes for saying something, in my opinion. Do you think they're finally starting to break those barriers and the bigger promotions? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think there's been there's been bigger guys breaking barriers for you know years and years. I mean, you had Vader and Bam Bam and all them back in the day, and True. they were doing moonsaults and stuff off the top rope and everything. They were getting they were getting pushes, but right. I mean, now now it's becoming. Now it's becoming more it's 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 more inspiring and stuff now because it's like people that are coming from like the same like the same level that I'm at feel you know, obviously on a higher on a bigger scale, mm-hmm. but they're coming from like it's mainly I'm more inspired by their how they're pushing like the indie guys now they're picking up people yes. who have been doing this every weekend they yeah. like every weekend r- driving thousands of miles coming out of their own pocket half time because obviously they're not getting to pay a bunch of money to do it they're just doing it because they love it. Yeah. And they're finally making it, and they're getting their, they're getting all the dudes that they paid back. They're getting those paid back to them now. Wait, Sam, you're That's not rich. Fine. You're not making a lot of money. Really, Jeez. dude? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, just, just. We, it, I mean, basically, we we take out every free meal we get from promoters <laughs> and every free hotel room. We we take those things. We, oh yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, Sam, if, if you want to, you can give him a virtual smackdown. You know, we'll eventually have a sound for it if you want to tell him that. <laughs> He's listening yeah, to a podcast. That's just my personality here. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily like the the size of the guys now that are getting pushed. That, are, that makes me happy. It's just the fact that they're that the guy, like the guys that I've been watching on YouTube for you know years and years are finally. I can turn on the WWE Network. I can turn on Raw and see him now. And that's that's what that's what being cool for me and i mean yeah it's, it's awesome seeing a bigger guy that's not like then had like they're they're finally proven that you don't have to have muscles and all that stuff to be a good worker you right. know you don't have to you don't have to look like you're in super shape to have a car to have you know cardio enough to be able to, to hang with the guys in a, in a match which is stuff that i've been i've been trying to push that for you know years because i mean i've gone in there had 30 minute matches with people and been fine and i've been able to hang with people that are half my size and that, that so yeah seeing kevin owens and, and joe there and all that i mean that yeah that, that, that's that's it's pretty awesome, man. Another another question for you. What um what top stars have you wrestled with, or you know past stars have you wrestled with in your not even wrestled with like you know maybe been in the backstage with? What are some top guys you've met? Oh uh, well, I mean I mentioned Gangrel earlier. That was that was probably my first exposure, like at an actual wrestling show to to a name. Um, I did I did show it was Cole Cabana. I did a seminar and stuff. Uh, Sante Dutt. That's cool. Um, tonight or last night. Um, Lance Hoyt was here, and then Charlie Haas was here too. And then uh, Lance Hoyt actually—he he was supposed to be here tonight too, but he he flew out to Japan either either last night or this morning. And yeah, then, uh, but Charlie Haas is going to be there again today. And Rod, Rodney Mack—I don't know if you remember him—he's here. I remember Rodney Mack. Yep. He's he, he's got a match tonight, so that's pretty cool. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say you brought up Lance Hoyt, and he was and he flew back over to Japan because right now he's a he's a tag team over there with. Uh, yeah. With Harry, with Harry Smith, those yeah, I that don't remember Harry Smith. It was D.H. or David Hart Smith. Um, yeah. How was it? How was it uh, performing with him? Is he is he a pretty cool guy, or is he pretty more laid yeah, back? I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I talked to him for a couple of them and basically just introductions and stuff. I haven't, I mean, I haven't never, I didn't get to sit down and talk to him. He's pretty busy, and then I don't know. He was he was mad about something. I don't know what was going on, but he was, he was pretty heated <laughs> for a little bit. So I, I kind of left him alone. But I mean, I got well, he, I got like the, the IWGP tag though, so that was pretty cool. That is cool. Was, you know. 
that that thing's pretty far away from home, and it's it's in a it's in a little town in Texas right now. So that's, that's pretty cool. He was probably pissed about the whole Vance Archer gimmick being thrown away in WWE, like I am. <laughs> I, I, I I tell you what, man. Out of a lot of releases at WWE over the years, that was one of them that actually kind of cut deep because I was like, "Damn, the, the they finally had this guy." I was a Lance Hoyt fan when he was in TNA, and they oh, brought yeah. him into WWE, and then all of a sudden, just later on, I I thought he was picking up momentum with Kurt Hawkins as a tag team, and then I found out he gets released. And I'm like, "That's just freaking retarded." <laughs> I was I was so mad about that one. Right now, Sam, uh, in your in your humble opinion, who do you think right now, wrestling wise, has the best wrestling going on right now? Like promotion or just per, like promote? Yeah, promotion wise, like I guess known promotions like New Japan, NXT's WWE or WWE's NXT. I, I love I love New I love New Japan. I watch I watch a lot of it. Doc uh, Moore is one of my favorite. Favorite wrestlers. I mean, I've actually started incorporating some of his moves and stuff into my into my set. So I mean, I love that dude. Um, but I mean, NXT is my favorite thing to watch. I, I mean, Me I, think, I think I, I think I probably rewatched every Me uh, too. episode that's on there. Yeah, I've, watched, I've rewatched every every live special probably a bunch of times. I've got every live. I've ordered every live special T-shirt because I want to support them. Really? Stuff. Yeah, I, I, I love. I wow. Love it's but, just the total package. I mean, you have good yeah. storylines. You have awesome wrestling. You have hot girls that can wrestle, you have, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like all around the perfect package, but the secret is, it still feels like an indies, like you're watching like an indies promotion, that's the weird part. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I, I love the NXT crowd too, because I mean, they're not, I mean, it, it's like a Philly crowd, it's like that, where they're not, I mean, they're not afraid to, if they don't like that, they're going to shit all over it. So, oh yeah. man, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, I I completely agree to that to that notion with the with the NXT right now because I was I was an NXT fan before they put it on the network. I you can ask Ramsey. Yeah. I knew oh, about yeah. I knew about NXT before you know anybody else thought. Oh my God, this is going to be a huge promotion I, or a huge brand. I saw that coming back when they were just on Hulu Plus. Oh, yeah. um, but for for me, NXT I, I think what makes them so good is as i've explained to ramsey a few times is it feels the product feels more real there's not a yeah. whole lot of uh there's not a whole lot of colorful gimmicks or there i'm sorry there is but they don't overdo it you know what i'm saying it's it's not like it's yeah. uh, a macgyver cartoon do you think that do you kind of think the same way and do you think that's what's missing from raw or or, or what's yeah. what's your opinion on that because, I mean, like, obviously, whenever they go to the main roster, they're going to try to appeal to kids. The gimmicks get more to the kids, you know. But, I mean, when they're, when they're down in NXT, they don't, do, they don't worry about doing all the over-the-top over, over the top gimmicks and stuff because, I mean, it's, it's more about wrestling there. Like, right. if you send, some, you send someone out there, like, dressed like a clown or, I mean, just over-the-top gimmick or something, that, and, but, the, but they're a bad wrestler, the, the gimmick's not going to cover up for them down there. Down there, they, they need both. Like, I mean, that, that, I love Tyler Breeze because he's, he's, I think he's got the best, Yes. Like the best actual like gimmick down there. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that actually works the gimmick every single match. Every it's I mean, every yeah. his supermodel gimmick. Yeah. And I, gonna, I mean, the supermodel gimmick gets over too, but he gets over too because I mean, he's been he's been down there for a long time. Though. He's been he's been down there ever since before it was even NXT when it was like still FCW. He's yep. been down there since then, so he's been there for a long time. He really and, has, uh, and I think he's gone through a couple gimmick changes before he had this one actually yeah. stick with him. Which, by the way, uh, another another credit to you, my friend is. I've seen you do his his beauty shot move. 
I saw you do that on a couple YouTube videos and thought to myself, I was like, look at this Tyler Breeze going on right now. <laughs> throwing a little throwing a little bit of the beauty shot in there. Is that is that what made you do that or is are you do, are you just able to do that anyway? I think I've actually been doing that for probably since probably two thousand ten. I've been doing that one for a while. Have you? That's so, that's cool. I actually was I I remember exactly when I started doing it. I was watching the uh the last man standing match between John Cena and Umaga. Uh-huh. And Umaga hits his freaking out of nowhere. And I was like, holy shit, I've got to do that. And then, I, and then I started working on it, and I got it down pretty good. So do you have a what's – your, what's your Twitter account so people can find you on Twitter and all that stuff or website? Uh, what just, do you got? Yeah, it's just at Sam underscore Stackhouse. Pretty easy. And then my YouTube page is Sam Stackhouse. Pretty, Instagram, Sam underscore Stackhouse. Facebook, the Sam Stackhouse. There's a like page. Lovely. Dude, I got to I... – I think we got a couple more questions before uh, before we let you go here. So Ramsey, I'm sorry I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. I know. And sh- if you notice, Travis interrupts every five seconds. I have to get used to it. Uh, what about t-shirts? Do you have any t-shirts on sale or anything mm-hmm. we can go buy? Um, I might. I, I will soon. I've got. Uh, I got. I finally. Like, I found a guy locally that's making them. So as soon as, as, soon as I get those, I'll, I'll have them up on all the all the pages. That's awesome, dude. Um, here's here's my final question for you. If WWE came to you, gave you the NXT developmental deal and everything like that, uh, and they asked you to do a certain gimmick or come up with a gimmick. Mighty that Ducks. No, shut up, man. I don't want to even go there with Neville. I don't want to go there at all. <laughs> that, that infuriates me at the moment. But if you had to choose a MacGyver cartoon gimmick to go with in the WWE, something that you would enjoy doing, what would you pick? Um, I mean, it's already kind of taken. Cause I mean, I've always wanted to do like, uh, kind of, kind of like a Tyler Breeze gimmick. Um, really? I even was doing it for a little while where, I, where I'd come out and like rub on myself and act like I'm just like the, the sexiest thing in the world. <laughs> I think that'd be, I think that'd be, that'd be super fun to do. I think it, I honestly do. I think I think you could pull it off. I could see that. Yeah, I could, that's actually yeah, pretty good too. I would it be like more those, a comical uh, thing, or like being serious, like Tyler Breeze? No, like I like I would be like serious. Like I mean, it'd be a joke to everybody else, but to my like in my oh, own, okay. I would do. I would want to play it. Like I think I'm just the best thing ever. Like I have like I'd want to have. I mean, I wouldn't do like those first. So like Val Venus. Yeah, like I'd have like a like the tearaway pants with like buttons and come out and like rip those off and stuff. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> He's he's a reg- this guy right here, Sam Stackhouse, regular oh, shot, yeah. sexy boy here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Before I let you go, I was gonna ask you what what are some of your future matches or other places people can see you at? Maybe they're listening to, listen to this and they're in the same state as you or something. Oh, uh, well, I mean tonight where I'm in where Crowley, Texas, we have night two of the old, old school hustle IWE. Um, I'm wrestling Brian Breaker and um, a guy named Gentleman Jacob Jacob, uh, and me and me and me and my one of my friends Jake Gallows. He's nice. he's a he's a great local guy. You need to look him up. Uh, Brian Breaker actually was was with WWE for a little while. He he trained at Harley Races, uh, so I'm getting getting to pick his brain on the the six hour drive down here yesterday. It was pretty cool. And then Heck yeah. Got a whole another drive back because he was in he was in NXT for a while. So and then uh, Max McGurk was down here too, and they were they were inducting his mom and his and his grandpa in the Hall of Fame down here. His mom oh, cool. his mom is Mike McGurk, the ring announcer. Um, Man, the whole family's in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he. I mean, he's a great guy. Um, but then, then uh, next next Saturday, we have wrestling for a cause, which is Tim's promotion. Yes, it's sir. Do we? And I mean, that, that's that's my main. You were asking earlier what my main my main place is. 
that's probably my main place right now. Just because I mean, it's, it's a great thing. Um, I, yeah. What was it every, called again for the fans that were listening? What's it's it a it's the wrestling for a cause. Mm-hmm. Basically, basically, pretty much every month they 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 find a family who has a child fighting childhood cancer, yeah. and then all the money all the money we raise and everything goes right back to the family to help pay for medical bills and stuff like that. Yeah, Tim. Tim put Tim's put up a great, great cause, great promotion for for those families. Uh, again, knowing Tim on a personal note a little bit, he's he's done very well with that. So that's that's awesome that you consider that your main home and uh, oh, yeah. and that's I'm gonna try to get out to that show as well so that I can go and see and support it because I've been unable to make the last two. So I want to make it out to to one and show my support there too. So hopefully I'll get to see you out there next weekend, friend. Hey, okay, I'll be there for. We need, to make Sam a, uh, we need to make Sam a Rumble and Reality podcast t-shirt so he can wear it to the ring once in a while. I was going to say, Sam, I was going to say, if, if you get an opportunity, man, if hopefully you enjoyed your time on here, and I hope you can, you pass us off to say, hey, give these guys a holler because they're, they're fun to work with because we like to try to make, make it fun and light, and hopefully you had a good time on here, bro. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Awesome. I All right, Sam. Him. Good talking to you, man. I'm sure we'll have you on in the future if you're wanting to be on again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All, All right, so man. Cool. Take care. All right, see you later. Bye. Yeah, so that was uh, that was the first wrestler we've ever had on the show, Travis. How yes, sir. Feel? How did it feel to finally, like you just said, you can quote yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it felt really cool to, to finally have uh, – a wrestler come on to our our podcast here it feels like we've been legitimized now and he, i mean it, it does it really does it does sam, sam uh when he listens back to this show i just want to let you know it was an honor you popping our podcast cherry here yeah and buddy. Having, a, having a wrestler hopefully. on our on a wrestling show finally hopefully awesome. <laughs> that's true hopefully in the future when he's an nxt star and then a wwe raw and smackdown star he'll come back on this podcast and that- That'd be epic. That's the kind of stuff that's cool to me. Like some guy really remembers their roots and stuff. That's what I love. Started at the bottom, now they're there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, I had to throw, I had I to throw that one out there. Um, well, so I guess we're going to bring in Marquise now. It's been a while since we have Marquise on. He's been busy too. Um, give me one second. We're going to call him. And we're back with uh, Marquise. It's been a long Jake. time. Been, been how long? Almost yes, a month. Yes, yes. Like. <laughs> it's been what, two, two, two weeks? weeks? Oh, yeah, two yeah, or three about, weeks now. Where you been? Yeah, uh, yeah. About, just out and about at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we actually asked, we had a wrestling interview with Sam Stackus. We actually asked him, uh, or I asked him about the, um, the same question you had on your article this week about the TNA uh, top five reasons why it's not working. And that one, right. that one article got so many responses. I'm sure you saw online and stuff. People are getting upset with you and stuff. What do you got to say? <laughs> what do you got to say about it? Article or to the people or what? It it is what it is. It's the truth. That's the thing. And, and like my brother, my brother, anyone that I pretty much you know talk to about it, they swear I'm like you know this WWE brainwashed guy. But the fact is, I like TNA at first. Mm-hmm. Like I would go. I it got to a point. I would go out of my way to catch TNA. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, back when I um, yeah, because like back when like Joe and Joe and AJ were feuding for the belt, like because they their storylines were realistic. They you know their rematches were realistic, like they were believable. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I feel like, and and this is I feel like this is the truth. 
January of 2010 killed TNA. That was the day that TNA started to slow down. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, you I know, put it real out. fast before we start the topic, go on WWRumblingRumors.com and check out his article. If you're not sure what we're talking about, the article is basically like a top five reasons why TNA is not making it or has not made it and not making an impact. And the good reason why I brought Marquise on today is also as Travis loves TNA. And mm-hmm. so I thought it would be a perfect topic for both of them to talk about. So I'm going to let them talk. Yeah, I do. I, 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 too, still at this moment in time, I'm a TNA fan. And it's just because they've been able to produce good wrestling. Um, but it, I kind of disagree a little bit. And I disagreed a little bit with the article in regards to the... Uh, oh, you read it good. I was, glad, I was hoping you read it. I, I disagreed with the Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff coming in and being the reason it, it, it was a killing TNA sort of thing. I don't think they were looking to kill TNA at all. But I think the issue was... TNA and Dixie Carter in particular, not trying to dig on Dixie, but uh, hey, there you go. There's a new hashtag for you, dig on Dixie. That sounds like a porno. I know, right? (laughs) But anyway, um, I think think Dixie Carter was just in over her head, you know, because Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff, uh, they were an expensive package, and I don't think TNA was producing the exponential money needed in order to still fund them, you know what I'm saying? I, I I get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I understand what you're saying. But <laughs> why? Because right. let me let me let me just point out. All right. Uh, so the the second that was the second to last reason. Mm-hmm. The, my honestly, I feel that is the reason that TNA. Because if, if you want to be, if you want to look at it, if you want to look at it, you can try to say that TNA tried to grow too fast. Mm-hmm. And that you know that that could be a reason. You know that could be a reason. Right. You could say that you could say that TNA. You know that they they did a little bit too. You know, moving around that could be a reason too. But if you look at it, who was the guy? Who was the guy that advocated for TNA to leave the Impact Zone? Hulk Hogan. Who was the Hogan. guy? Right. Who was the guy that advocated for TNA to go to Monday Night? Eric Bischoff. Who was the guy? Who Who were the ones that advocate? Who were the ones that said that? Samoa Joe was too fat. AJ Styles, no one knew who AJ Styles were. Was. Yeah, I know, and and I'm not, and I don't disagree with that at all. I really don't because I thought it was I thought it was stupid on their part because this was when you when you first of uh, hindsight's always a brilliant thing and it hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, when forty you got, forty if you're Ramsey. Yeah right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, you know, looking back at that, when they uh, – because, Ramsey, I'm sure you remember, we were watching. We were flipping back and forth when uh, TNA did their debut on Monday nights. It was on – it was July uh, – or, I'm sorry, January 4th, like you said. Uh, they had Raw's – Raw's big thing was they finally had Bret Hart back in the WWE. Uh, TNA had Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff debuting on their show. So it was a clash of to see who would get the, the better ratings that night. And I think that was part of – and this is where I agreed with you. I think that was part of the problem was they were they weren't trying to be an alternative to WWE. They were trying to compete with WWE before they were even on a WWE level. And that that's what I think they should have not done because everybody knows at this moment in time there will not be another WWE. WCW was the only product still to this day that gave WWE a run for their money. We are not That's going to true. have that. We are not you going really, to have you really that again don't for think, quite some you don't time. Think so? No, what I'm saying is at this moment in time, yeah, yeah, okay. 
There is not another promotion, period. Not new, new Japan, maybe on a worldwide basis, and that's a huge maybe. But Ring of Honor won't do it right now. TNA is not going to do it right now. Lucha Underground is not going to do it right now. No matter, no matter what the case may be, there is not another promotion that can come to WWE. Every promotion needs to just look at being an alternative right now, and that's where I think TNA's failure was. I, I feel like, like I said in the article, TNA went from being a great alternative to WWE. Exactly. They went from being a great alternative to WWE, mm-hmm. Little Brother. When and and <laughs> again, true. and you're not like you're not gonna move me on this when I tell you the. the no, 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 how, I'm not, and, uh, I'm not tr- and I'm not trying. Listen, yeah, well, I'm very surprised well, Travis I, is pretty I, I much dig. agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, I dig. you know how DC. DC Comics has the the Holy Trinity, uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, don't get me started. Now. Right, TNA. No, no, not WWE. <laughs> TNA has has the death the death Trinity, which was Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, and Dixie Carter. And there are so many elements as to why it didn't work. But those are the top three. They moved it from a six sided ring to a four sided ring because Hulk Hogan says. Oh well, you know it is just tradition. It, it just has to be a four-sided ring. No one really right. likes a six. He, he said no one likes a six-sided ring. No one really likes AJ Styles. No one. How are yeah. you going to come to someone's company and tell them what got them where they are doesn't work? Yeah, that's true. Well, I will. I will say this in regards to the six-sided ring part. Even AJ Styles has been quoted as saying he hated that six-sided ring, and the only reason he did was because of the fact, not because it was different. Or an alternative. Because it hurt it, it taking certain spots. Yeah, he said that that six sided ring. He said hurts so bad. Yeah, but I eats. actually liked it. It's like a. It's like no, no. Different. Fans love it, but yeah. when you're a, I mean, again, we're speaking from a fan's perspective. But the wrestlers, when even they're saying that that freaking ring kills, they don't. They didn't they like need it. To but do they more enjoy, steroids. They enjoy then. the traditional one. Oh, stop! If they did more steroids, it had bigger back muscles and not feel it. Thank you. We are not going to go on to that topic. Okay. <laughs> Just, messing. Just honestly, messing with wrestling fans. I will say this in, in this regard, Marquise. Do I think TNA is dead in the water? Unfortunately, I, I, I do feel that we're on we're – on, I don't care what they want to put out there on the internet and say that, you know, what they've been saying that, we're been, that we've been dead since we started. Yeah, they're right. People have been saying that this was a company that wasn't going to last, and now here they are approaching their 13th year. Congratulations. You guys have that's, that's you, 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 you proved detractors wrong for 13 years. But when, in my opinion, when they announced Ring of Honor was going to impact wrestling now, I think that is – a, such a cop out because I think by the time December comes and contracts need to be renewed, Ring of Honor will have not just a renewed contract. I think they will take a two-hour time slot and TNA will cease to exist. I could see that happening. Sadly, I, I can actually, I, I'd actually agree with that. And I wouldn't even say December. I'm telling you, between September and October, TNA is going. And, I hate saying, and I hate well, saying that because there's because so, Destination there's so America thing was like a new direction for him. It's it like I'm more sad for the true. wrestlers. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Like that, those are people jobs and careers. I understand that, and like a lot of them don't really have like say so in what goes on. And to be honest, a lot of them know just as much as we do. Exactly, they've been left in the dark. <laughs> 
Yeah, even though, like, that's another, another even, fault that, that TNA has. They don't keep their talents informed. Yeah, even MVP said that when he uh, uh, when they announced the destination, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, Marquise. You saw the same thing I did. He went on a very small tangent rant on on oh, yeah. uh, on Twitter that same day, and then he later, of course, detracted it or or kind of covered his tracks. I'm sure just for the sake of you know that's still his employer at the moment. But he flat out said <laughs> he's like God. Uh, I can't even remember if he said September or what date he said. He said or two more months or whatever. He was just like God, the wrestling bit or the wrestling business. He's like, he's like, thank God I'm almost done or something like that. And it was that was sad to to hear that that a company like TNA doesn't keep their wrestlers in the loop like that, you know. But and, and one thing, um, yeah, it's it's sad, but it's like you got to look at it like TNA. Dixie Carter knows nothing about res- running the wrestling company, and that's evident. Why yeah. Jeff Jarrett left? Why Jeff Jarrett left? And they, they it was just so many blows. Yeah, they shot themselves in the foot. I mean, it's, it's that it really like, simple. Right, and now I feel like I feel like they went from they went from TNA mm-hmm. to to TNA Gold. And when I say TNA Gold, I mean like they were like killing WWE storyline wise, wrestling wise, but not they were they were just like they were just like on point everything except for ratings. Yep. Everything else is like one point because WWE was terrible. Oh from yeah. Like two thousand nine. Yeah. Two thousand eight to two thousand eleven. Yes. WWE was terrible to watch. Awful storylines. Awful matches. It was awful like the John Cena show. It was awful, and TNA was just like capitalizing. And I'm telling you what happened. Dixie Carter went and said, "You know who I liked as a kid? Hulk Hogan." You right. know who? You know who? I'm pretty sure people like in 2010. You know, almost 30 years after I've been a kid. Right. Hulk Hogan. No one. I've never heard. Honestly, I'm keeping honest. I've never heard a kid say, "I love, I love Hulk Hogan." Like, well, ever. yeah, young I, kids, yeah. I mean, for the avid, no. wrestling, for the avid wrestling fans like us and Sharon and things like that. No, I mean, Sharon. Let's let's call us fate a spade here. He may not be our favorite wrestler, but Hulk Hogan put wrestling on the map and he is forever going to be remembered as just that Hulk Hogan. But you know, and I'm uh, No, I'm I was going to be uh, I agree with you what? though in the sense that now, I mean in in 2010, yeah, I mean I it's it's sad to say it. Um but yeah, Hulk Hogan granted, thank you you're always going to have names about to burn name somebody. I, I I know. Uh He's always going to have name say. He's going to have name power. But yeah, the 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 decade and the reign of Hulk Hogan was done at decade that point. Of going, if I had to meet right, mm-hmm. uh, a wrestling Mount Rushmore, and like a lot of people would say, "Oh, that's ridiculous." I would never put Hulk Hogan on my wrestling Mount Rushmore. Really? And I have my reasons for that. I feel like, and I'm being completely honest, mm-hmm. anyone could have been Hulk Hogan. Oh, absolutely. Vince could have made anyone Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan himself brought nothing new. Yeah. Nothing right. original. He brought nothing new, nothing original. All he was was a big guy with big muscles that got a big push. That's it. Nothing new. No, he didn't bring a new story. Like, even even as far as when he got into the NWO, he barely changed his character. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, and, you know, and, to an extent, and, but... And he forced, and, and truth be told, like, even if you watch all the interviews, 
he used that he uses his sway to get himself into the NWO. You well, know it, what I'm saying? Like yeah, it, it was mean, supposed to have been Sting. It was, but Sting didn't want to do that. And obviously, again, looking at looking at the past, I think that was the best move Sting could have ever done. It was. I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying it wasn't because it made Sting a super baby face. It made Hulk Hogan and the NWO legendary. Yep. But what I'm saying is Hulk Hogan, like no one can go back and say, Oh well Hulk Hogan did this and no one else had done and no, not really, because I'm telling you, had they decided to push Lex Luger before Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Lex Luger would be the guy that put wrestling on the map. Had they decided to push any anybody, I no, I, I yeah, I get honestly, I, I get what you're saying, and honestly, it has a lot of it has a lot of credibility to it, and I I can't really disagree with the logic there because he's he's got a point. I mean, back in the '80s, you know, Vince was just now starting to do what the other promoters in the territories weren't doing, which was starting to advertise wrestling on a nationwide market. And I, and I, I do agree with what Marquise is saying is, honestly, you can see that if, if Vince McMahon wanted to pick Paul Orndorff or, uh, or anybody like a Rowdy Piper even, or Bob Backlund even, who was a champion for him for quite a while, I completely agree with what he's saying is that if, if the marketing would have been behind anybody at that point in time, I'm sure that we would be we'd be talking about Bob Backlund like we do Hulk Hogan if that was the case. Oh God! You know what I'm I'm, uh, no, he's he's right. He's got a point. And honestly, if I was to do that Mount Rushmore, I still would put Hulk Hogan on there simply because of the fact that at the end of the day, now regardless of what anybody likes or dislikes about it, it's still Hulk Hogan. So no, no, and and I can't honestly, I can't with that because that's I know, like, I know. But that's just my opinion. Is that yeah. it's that's that's what I would do on my Mount Rushmore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, in my opinion, I think Ric Flair doesn't get the credit that he deserves because now, though, now Ric Flair, I can I can understand someone putting on their wrestling Mount Rushmore for the simple fact Ric Flair, Ric Flair, like I would say he, him, him, Roddy Piper, I would say him, Roddy Piper, and a few others revolutionized what a wrestling heel was. I, I agree a hundred percent, and and I've so they Ramsey will tell you I'm not the biggest Ric Flair fan, but really? even no I oh, I, I honestly Ric Flair no no I'm telling you right now I honestly even as a kid and I'm just stating this as a as a fact I could not stand Ric Flair, period. I don't I couldn't tell you why I can't really even give you a definitive reason I just did not like Ric Flair, but. As I got older, I appreciated more of what Ric Flair did, and even in his later years, even though he looked like crap uh, f physically, he still went out there and wrestled, even when he was in his batshit crazy fifties and sixties. So that's, and I would agree. I would agree exactly what he just said. I never liked Ric Flair, but I can appreciate what Ric Flair has done and what he's contributed. And you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like Ric Flair, even in his later years. Still contributed, but I, exactly. I've never been a fan of Ric Flair. I feel like him and Hulk Hogan just don't know where to hang it up. But I will, I can say that Ric Flair has contributed more to the wrestling business yep. than Hulk Hogan has ever yep. done, and he, and he helps more stars yeah. backstage and a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Yep, and, I, and like I like I said though, like that the only reason Hulk Hogan gets talked about so much and all that is because he's he's basically he has top billing. Ric Flair, I feel like Ric Flair is one of those guys who's helping set the stage up and 
You know what I mean? Help setting the stage up. And, and Hulk Hogan is just that guy that comes stand on the stage and talk to everyone. No one appreciates the guy who's helping build the stage. But you know, the guy that comes to stand on the stage. That is a good quote. And, and, and that goes even more to say that in regards to what we're saying, that Ric Flair contributed more to the wrestling business overall than what Hulk Hogan has. To that point, let's let's think about how, like what Marquise is saying, Anybody could have Vince McMahon could have picked anybody and turned them into what Hulk Hogan became. Ric Flair, we can legitimately make a case and say Ric Flair built his own name up, you know, because he was the, for he the was, simple fact he was the for NWA the champion. Fact. He was a world champion. He traveled the world and defended that title, and he became Ric Flair from that. You know what I'm saying? He Marquee's he built his own legacy, right? Completely, and, and and like I said, I've never liked Ric Flair as a wrestler. Neither you know have I. I mean? like, no, he's not that bad. Like, I've he's never... some technical moves. No, he's no, not no, bad. No, no, no he's this not is what bad. I'm he's not bad. I, I feel like Travis can agree with me on this. Ric Flair is not bad. He's not a bad wrestler. No, and, I'll, and that's I'll throw like, him there as a great. I'll throw him up there as a right, great wrestler. I think he was great. He's an awesome wrestler. Like, like, and that's no sarcasm. Like, I feel like Ric Flair, Ric Flair you know what I mean, is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I agree. We just don't like. We just don't like him. Like, and it's not even like a heel aspect. It's like he he's he basically didn't know when to hang it up. Yeah, that so was like, that was, my, like, that was my biggest issue. Yeah, he just don't doesn't know when to hang it up. But what what else? Um, you lose, out. He loses train of thought. Oh, we lost him. Did we? Yeah. No. Oh no 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 no. There I mean, he is. And go incognito yeah, my, uh, mode. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me there for a minute. Nah, but but yeah, that's true. Like, if I feel like if Vince would have touched anyone else, we'd be having that conversation about them. Yep, I I actually I see. I honestly think he makes a valid point in regards to. And Hulk let's Hogan. let's wind this down. I was gonna ask one more quick question before we uh, wind this down because it's kind of a uh, I gotta go pretty soon. Um, <laughs> What do you guys think about the Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins stuff we're going on right now? You think they're doing a pretty good job with the storyline? Uh, have you ever been just so happy? <laughs> I, I know. I've, been, I've just been so happy. I know. I, I, I feel I feel you completely, Marquise. I wanted I wanted him to to talk about this first because we again we haven't heard from him in a little while. What's What's your overall take? Do you think they're they're still going down the right path? Would you change anything, or do you think personally they need to keep doing what they're doing? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a perfect. I'm gonna you know what I mean point out why they're they're hitting all the right points, and I don't feel as though this youth has ever went in a wrong path. All right. So first off, if you had to compare this feud to anything, it would be the Triple H Shawn Michaels feud, correct? I agree. From, yes, uh, I will agree with that. And, and if you if you would if you want to take in point how they managed what they managed to do with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they're doing with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. The two technically never stopped feuding. True. They just got distracted with other superstars. That's right? actually a, that's a very true point. Same with Michaels and Triple now H. If, right now, if you if you want to uh, be technical, Dean Ambrose he got distracted by Bray Wyatt, yeah. and you know what I mean? He got distracted by Bray Wyatt. And then while Seth was still focused on the title, he got Bray Wyatt to distract Ambrose. Ambrose come back, and he and he sees that Roman has won the Royal Rumble, that Seth has money in the bank. So he starts to go for the Intercontinental title because he feels as though he has to compete with them. And, and that's another thing that I feel like WWE doesn't get credit for. 
they they do a lot of storytelling without actually telling fans the story. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's subtle. It's not a started Right, like like they say, Oh Dirty is so predictable, the the story is so planned. Well, you don't That's even think because you're also not thinking for yourself. I was saying, I was giving Marquise credit. I was like, that's also because those people are saying that. They don't know how to think for themselves. Yep. Right. Right. Like, uh, like I was saying, though, like, like Dean actually started talking about, like, you know what I mean? I, I haven't won this, and, and you know what I mean? I'm starting to feel it. He was saying it, and basically you get tied together that he was comparing himself to Roman and Seth. Yeah. Which, you Even know. As far, but but it, it, like, I, like I was saying, though, it, it's, it's subtle things they do. Dean Ambrose, people complain that, oh, Dean Ambrose just got took out in the match. He didn't get took out for any reason. If you pay attention, every time Seth tries to cash your money in the bank, Dean Ambrose attacks him, right? Yeah, for a while. So what do they do? Right, so what do you do at WrestleMania when Seth is going to cash in? You have Dean Ambrose get taken out by Luke Harper, right? That makes sense. So everyone's talking about, oh, what happened to Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose just got put through a ladder. Had to get seven stitches in his head, like... He couldn't come out there and stop him. That's that storyline continuity. Yeah, I right? agree. I, right, I agree. so now, and then, you, and then you're taking the point how they're doing it now, right? Every week, every single week since Seth Rollins has been here, just about every Raw has started with him. No matter how the last Raw ended, no matter who he's shooting with, no matter what, he comes out, he brags, he laughs, he jokes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's so nonchalant, oh, I got the authority backing me up. Now, what happened Monday when he came out without that title? He became an angry, serious heel. I don't need the authority. I don't need Kane. I don't need J&J security. He got in, he got in Roman Reigns' face. I'll beat the both of you. That's what he said. I will beat the both of you and prove to you I'm the champion. Yeah. No, I, so when, I'm, I'm right there with you. Right, right. So when he... When you when you're asking like do I say I don't think they've done anything wrong in this feud at all even as far as pushing Dean down to uh to the Aussie title and having a feud with Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper I don't feel like that was wrong at all because you have to buy your time had they had kept Dean and Seth going because I was one of the ones who felt like Dean and Seth should have kept going yeah had they yeah. Had kept going it, it probably got worn out but now what they're doing is they're not just having one on one matches just regular singles matches now they they. They make sense. It's pro- the, the storylines are progressing yeah. realistically. Now they realistically have to have a, tire, a, a ladder match because of the way the last match ended. Now there won't be any screwy finishes or, or anything like that. It's, okay, I beat you last year, Money in the Bank. That was a ladder match with six other people. Shorty, watch I know drink. I can... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like, if you can be... Dan Ambrose basically thinking is, if I can beat you in a ladder match with six other people in it, I'm pretty sure I can beat you in a ladder match one-on-one. Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm it right, all I'm right ties in. One last... Right, one, so I feel like they've told this story perfectly. One last thing you have to look at... Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> I was going to get that question real quick, so I can get some more questions in. Oh, oh, all right. No, I was just saying, then you have to look at how they, they've managed to uh, keep Roman Reigns in a few. Like, he's, like, basically not so much the art man out. They're building him how they should have built Roman Reigns from the beginning. They they stopped him as a character and made him more like John Cena, but now he's becoming Rome, the Roman Reigns that everyone like was cheering for. Yep. So yeah, I, I feel like they're telling the story perfectly and they're building Roman Reigns up in the process. So when he wins it, I feel like he's gonna win Money in the Bank. 
So when he, when he does win it, Sam's actually going to cheer instead of boo. One last thing, and this is one thing that's um, kind of like annoying to me. Is it just me or is money in the bank too quick? All these pay-per-views, back to back to back, I think we've talked about it before. But I just, I just feel like I'm getting overloaded with pay-per-views the last three months. I just, there's no real build-up. I feel like. I can't agree with you on that, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why I can't you like agree with these, you on that. You like all these pay-per-views two weeks in a row? I've never, I've never in my life, I've never been a fan of the two-week pay-per-view thing. I hate that with such a passion. Right? Wait, oh, so you're with me or not with me? No, 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 no. I'm not with you because with. I'm with you on two. I'm with you, and I'm not. I'm with I'm you on the whole. I'm saying you know, I don't. I'm saying I don't like <laughs> it that they're so close together. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that they're so close together. But okay. At the same time, he's got he's got another reason behind it. Okay, what's the reason? I'm waiting for us. <laughs> Did we lose him again? Yeah, I lost him again, man. What's this? My bad. I keep it's the me button. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Like, I agree with you on the fact that I feel like they're too close together. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, I will say that they've done a great – if you – do you watch SmackDown? Because a lot of people watch Raw and don't watch SmackDown. I watch Raw. I try to watch try to watch most of Raw from mostly on – find online somewhere because I work during that time. And then SmackDown, yeah. I, get, I get very little clips and I read about it. <laughs> well, well, they cut this promo. Dana Seth cut this promo that I thought should have been on Raw. It was and amazing. you know how usually – yeah, it was an amazing promo between the two. And the you can feel the emotion. And Seth Rollins, like, what are you saying? Like, he's so, like, he should have cut that promo on Raw. And, like, Dean's just standing on the ladder, and he's so cool. He's just like, I'm going to break you. And then Seth is just like, let's go. Like, I'm not running from you. I'm not running from you or Roman. Like, I can beat you. Yeah. And, and, and Seth has, just has this, this mindset that he's the best. And Dane is just out to prove that he's not. And then you have Roman Reigns in the background. It's just like, I'm better than both of y'all. But, you know, Dane's my man. So, it, it's, I don't know. I, I'm hyped for Money in the Bank. What I will say, though, I feel like Money in the Bank should be part of the big four now. I agree. I, th- I, I agree, too. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, to me, is my third one. It goes WrestleMania, Summer Sl- Actually, Royal Rumble. Never mind. It, I'm I, sorry. I, it goes <laughs> WrestleMania... To me, it goes WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam. You know, I, and then Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah. I think I think honest to kind of to kind of wind down on the on the subject here because, uh, like Ramsey was saying, we're we're getting close to showtime ending here. But to Marquise's point, I don't I don't disagree with anything he said in regards to how they've built up this feud. I thought it, I think it's been ingeniously done, and a lot of it's been I think a bunch of happy accidents that just so happen to roll together. Um, but to me, what I think this is going to be huge for Dean Ambrose at the end of the day, because as I have told Ramsey for the last two weeks, um, I, I continue to say it to anybody that is a wrestling fan that listens, uh, Dean Ambrose beyond a shadow of a doubt is the most overface that you have currently in that company. And the fact that they are finally giving him an opportunity, because regardless of whether he wins or loses at Money in the Bank, this was a test run to see if Dean Ambrose can be a top star. And by every fan, whether you're a man, woman, or child, he has a fan. No, or transgender. Come on. 
Stop. Oh, God. You got we're, not, to be <laughs> we're not even going to deal with his stupid words right now. Okay, uh, you know what? When there's a first transgender wrestler ever, wait and see. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I am saying we're not bringing it up. I'll put it this time. way. I'm pretty conservative, so I'm not going to take it side, but I'll just say that. <laughs> That's okay. I Honestly, I'm kind of conservative on the And I'm too. Christian, if those are two things that help you with my opinion. No, not and really. And I like women, real women, if it helps your opinion. You're really not doing any <laughs> case for yourself by throwing that in there. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But no, uh, Dean Ambrose is the most overfaced WWE has right now. And I think this test run to see if he is a top star, I think he has completely shattered that glass ceiling. He is indeed in the top echelon at this moment in time. And if he is not champion at some point within the next year, it's a disservice to Dean Ambrose. But you want to, you want to, uh, I'll have to disagree. I don't feel like this was a test run. I feel like, you don't. I feel like what, what I feel like was a test run was uh, Daniel Bryan, John Cena at SummerSlam. I feel like that was a test run. Like, oh, you know, these guys keep cheering for Bryan. I feel like he, he has something. What I feel like this was was, mm -hmm. you know what, you know what, Dean, uh, Roman, Roman. We're gonna have to push Roman down. Let's bring Dean up. Like, I feel like those three are who they they know are gonna rule the main event, and who are they? Are uh, they're like basically grooming. Like right now. You know, you still have the Brock Lesnar and John Cena and the Wayne. It's, it's, it's still like you know a couple other people, but a little Wayne. they know that. They, in the, <laughs> no, in Brock the ways. Oh, he was serious. So he it, thought you said something else. He really did. <laughs> <laughs> dead, dead but yeah, so I feel like they know. Like if you if you look at it, they put Dean Ambrose in that payback match. You know what I mean? Like, that could have been, like, a, a, a fluke thing and just left him out of it. They put him in there because they knew he would make the match more exciting. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know what? And to your point there, I think maybe now I'll, I'll kind of retract my statement a little bit. I think, yeah, the payback match that he was involved in, I think that was more the test run to see where they can go if and or to see how excited the crowd got because let's call a spade a spade. You're right. Roman Reigns is starting to pick up momentum again. Randy Orton, yeah, he's a crowd favorite, but people have seen him. They know what to expect. When they threw right. Dean Ambrose in there, everybody was just like, holy crap, Ambrose just got added to the mix, and it just made everybody more excited. So to your point, yeah, I will say the Fatal 4-Way was really his test run. Now they're like, okay, let's let's push this a little further and see. They see pull, they're pulling the trigger on him. Like, and I'm they, telling you, end of the money in the bank. Whether, yeah, whether he wins or loses, though, this has done nothing but positive for Dean Ambrose, period. Travis, you know what's stuck in my head? Eat. I'm Gangrel, straight out of hell. Oh, the aggression. What? <laughs> yeah, you remember you'll, that, Marquise? <laughs> you remember that WWE? What is it? Uh, Marquise, uh, they, they had an old, they had a CD back in 2000 that came out. It was rap versions of several it. different WWE it. superstars uh, themes like DX had Run DMC, Stone Cold had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that. I yeah. had that. Do you remember, remember Gangrel's song? I'm Gangrel. I'm straight yeah. out of hell. I forget. I forget, who, I forget who sang it, but I actually have it on my phone. So. See, if Sharon was here right now, he'd be cracking up, laughing uncontrollably, and I would feel good about myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> but not now. But we're still laughing, and I'm not hating on you because I have <laughs> I the song. I Dude, I love that CD. That is an underrated CD. Well, I won't say so, that because there is some garbage. There is some garbage. CD. You're right. <laughs> the, the, uh, 
But another thing I feel like they've done well is they've built up the uh, the, the constant teasing if Roman's going to go ill. <clears throat> they, they better not. Honestly, I hope they yeah, don't. I don't want them to either. Roman does not need to be turned heel at not this right, moment in not time. Not right now, at least. No. Th- I don't feel like, uh, honestly, I don't feel like they should because it's like, He's just starting to get that 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 crowd like. Yes. I'm wrong. He's. I feel like a lot of people over exaggerated the so-called heat he got leading up to WrestleMania because only smart, only the smart crowds were booing him. And afterwards, he rarely he got booed the night after Raw, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, it, and honestly, there were some occasions where he got he got allowed a chance and uh, he got allowed to pop some Daniel Bryan. So. Yeah, and you know, and honestly, if they if they were gonna turn him heel, in my opinion, the best and opportune time to have done so would have been at WrestleMania with like an authority uh, an authority assistance for him winning the title. That would have made all the sense in the world, and that would have made him the top heel right there, right off the bat. But um, now that and, they that since that wasn't the case, I don't think he needs to go heel anytime soon. Right, because that could have made sense, and then Seth could have went face. Because Triple H and all Triple H and the Authority were just all over Roman, like exactly. Um, you know, Roman's a true champ. That would have made sense. But another thing, like another thing that I hate is when people say WWE is too predictable. No, it's not. Like one, I mean, there are some the aspects that are predictable as hell. But who who saw yeah, Kevin? Who saw the Kevin Owens clean win coming last week? Who I saw didn't. who saw Hornswoggle as the special guest? Uh, stop! Stop! Stop. Stop. You stop, Ramsey. You stop. <laughs> you have become the Michael Cole of this podcast. You stop. <laughs> you stop right now. <laughs> now, he's a, he's I want to just throw this out. Mm-hmm. I want to throw this out here. At 2.34 in the afternoon, I correctly predicted that Kevin Owens would pin John Cena cleanly. Not because I knew, but because I hoped, wished, and prayed. Man, you keep muting us. You Marquise, you get in too excited and you're muting us. Oh, my bad. But yeah, after after you ever heard of lock, match, lock your phone. <laughs> hang on, I got you. <laughs> yeah, after 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 an amazing match, amazing match. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens beat John Cena clean, and that's the thing I kept telling everyone. Y'all, everyone said, "Oh, Cena's just gonna get his win back." You guys don't understand what just happened. There are literally, I can count on, on on probably one hand all the superstars. Since he started that Super Cena thing, he's yeah. been beaten cleanly by... Yeah, five fingers still. Batista. Good. <laughs> Batista, Brock Lesnar, Triple H, Daniel Bryan. Batista, Brock Lesnar, Triple H, Daniel Bryan. And that's... Oh, and The Rock. Those are five superstars that have beaten John Cena cleanly since he started his Super Cena run all those years ago. As five. Kevin Owens makes six. He's in the same... Do you hear the names he's being mentioned with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like, and then... Like I, but like I was saying, the WWE, some, some stuff is predictable, but the stuff that's predictable is just like, come on, that's just common sense. You know what's going to happen next. Yeah. But then it's like, they say, oh, well, you know such and such is going to win because... No, you don't. Because you have to think about it. What if Roman Reigns wins the money in the bank and Dean Ambrose beats Seth Rollins? And then yeah. Roman Reigns beats. And then Roman Reigns catches in on Dean Ambrose. And then what does yep. that do? That sets up a fatal four way with Brock Lesnar and the Shield. Yep. Or it could go. You know what I mean? Or it, it could go. Roman Reigns wins the Money in the Bank. Seth wins, and then Roman Reigns gets his revenge. 
from WrestleMania and and Cash General Seth. That would be awesome. Right, and then that leads to the fatal four way with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns as the champion. I kind of want to know what the first thing. Fans, uh, any fans we have out there, one or two. I want to continue this conversation too. Let's see what see what the fans think about this. You know, on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that I don't know awesome. where else they're gonna do it at, but I think Twitter's the most best place. You know what I'm saying? I definitely understand. It. <laughs> I, I just I just feel like it's it's not as predictable as everyone makes it seem because like everyone's you know pretty much intent on having oh we're gonna get Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Might not. We might get Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. You know, After I would full way feature in Brock Lesnar. I wouldn't mind that. I guess I would. I would actually like that. You know what I mean? And then you have to look at it. Seth. Let's say Seth loses that title and the Money in the Bank. He blame. He would blame the authority. Why would he blame the authority? Because they were the ones that put Dean Ambrose in that fatal full way. They were the ones that gave him traction to put to get that match. They the authority put Roman Reigns in the Money in the Bank. The authority set up his downfall. We got slow us down, bro. We actually are. We actually the longest show ever. This is an hour and sixteen minutes. I usually, <laughs> like to, I, usually I usually have to keep them at an hour around there. But see, I, I gotta go though, and I gotta load this before I go to the gym, so I'm kind of in a bind right now. That's what I was trying to say. Only one. Uh, yeah. So on Twitter, Marquise, what's your Twitter? Omg, it's Kyrie. Travis. <laughs> uh, at Travis underscore underscore Falhart. F O W L H A R K. Mine is W W E R A M S E Y. W B Ramsey. Uh, continue this conversation with um, Travis and Marquise. If you want to talk to me, you can. I don't reply as much as I should because I'm always working. Up. Just working. Always working. And yeah, Marquise has been working a lot too. If you can tell, he hasn't been on the show a while, so he's working too. Yeah, Marquise, I'm, good. I'm bad too. And I'm Travis. bad at replying too. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I, mean, I will reply. It just may take a minute. Marquise, thanks for being on again. Of course, we'll see you. Uh, I think we'll have you on a uh, prediction show. Are you going to be on next week with us? Next week? Uh, I don't believe so. I have to. Uh, I think I have to work 11. That's Money in the Bank, right? Yeah, Money in the Bank. Yeah, next next. You got to impregnate a couple females Sunday or what? <laughs> no, no, no. I have to work 11 to 7 p.m., so. 11 to 7? I don't think it. Yeah. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m.? Oh yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that's true. Yeah, I'll, I'll get out just in time to catch money in the bank. Rock on. All right, guys. Well, everybody take care. Marquis, take care. Travis, see you later, bro. Yes, sir. Take it easy. All right.